Okay, there we go. What are you waiting for? Do it! Triple M. I was reading in the newspaper that people are turning off reality TV in preference to the news. That's how bored we are of cooking, renovating, singing, and weight loss programming. And it's funny because they were showing on the weekend the X-Files, which used to be on in the 90s. And how creative was television in the 90s? And now it's just those four things I mentioned on a perpetual sort of, you know, repeat. And if it's not that, the latest reality TV show I saw is based around a kebab shop. So I've come up with a concept of my own. Tonight, in another all-action episode of Inside Asian Block, Neville tackles a difficult issue with Janet's late tax return. Uh, you do realise this is a couple of weeks late. I couldn't find my dry cleaning receipt. Terry gets excited yes! by the prospect of a new self-managed super fund. Oh, look. I can get portfolio valuations updated daily. Catch up on the latest with Keith and Helen's blossoming romance. Uh, can I borrow your stapler again, Helen? As long as you remember to refill it. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Right. And don't miss the climactic reveal as we find out exactly how much Dennis will get back for his 2015 tax return. Inside H&R Block tonight at 7.30, straight after Albury-Wodonga Border Patrol. James is on the phone from the UK. He's got a disease where he can actually taste words. So he'll say a word and he can taste it. Right, it's actually pronounced synesthesia, synesthesia. For your previous experiences with your previous relationships, this would have been difficult because you'd have to have the right tasting woman. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I'm not very proud of it, but it uh, has posed a problem because if uh, I don't like the taste of somebody's name, it's, uh, it's very unattractive. Try explaining that to somebody called Christina, who I believe you had a Christina. Yeah, it was a very, very strong taste of, best way I can describe it, it's like soggy crisps. They were very, very salty, soggy crisps. And then you had a Virginia and a Helen. Virginia tasted uh, very much like vinegar. I don't know whether there was a V connection there, but she was very vinegary. Helen was absolutely disgusting. Now, I apologise for any Helen. They can't help the way they taste. The Helen, to me, uh, gives me a taste of mucus, but, you know, bogeys, <laughs> there you go. Don't pick a Helen. Um, <laughs> your current partner's name is Jeanette, who tastes like bacon. Yeah, it tastes like bacon. And surprisingly enough, I, I remember there was something recently on the internet that uh, they just brought out. They said uh, man's favourite taste of all time was bacon. How about that? I've had a few <laughs> girlfriends that also have given me that bacon sensation. <laughs> Let me just throw a few at you. Phil. Phil is a very strong taste for me. It tastes of, you know, an orange. You get the, you know, the pith of an orange. Yes. It's like that. That's exactly what Phil tastes Bland. like. Bland. What about ugly? Got a very plasticky taste, like a hard plastic Lego brick. Pretty much describing my act here. Plastic and tasteless. <laughs> what about Sydney? It's best described as sort of crumbly steak. There was an area called King's Cross which gave me a very strong taste of fruitcake. I've had some raw beef up the cross and, you know, the occasion as well. <laughs> what about Melbourne? You know the, the little rubbers you get on the end of pencils? It's like that, very rubbery. OK, what about platypus? The, wine gums, that's what a platypus tastes like. Holden cars, or just the word Holden? Do you know Love Hearts? You know the little Love Heart sweets? It's yeah. a bit like the powdery taste of those. OK, I'm going to give you one more. Kyle. So that's not very nice, actually. That's a bit like... It's, it's very much like a cough syrup. 
we get here. It's not not nice at all. Yeah. I mean, all this is very strange, but it's um, it, it's got sort of physical side effects as well. Because I mean, my brain actually thinks all the time that I'm eating. Therefore, it's pumping excess stomach acid into into my stomach. <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No problem. Mr. Inappropriate's had to go to court and face some charges, which I'm not allowed to talk about, but that's cool because in his place, we have Pedro, the Mexican cleaner. Please introduce our guest. Yes, yes, he's some fine-looking fellows. You in my indie rubber room. Wait till the 90s revival comes around, man. This song is going to win you maximum points. So come on, get into the UMI before the revival comes around, man. Come on. Great to have you here. Happy 10th album, by the way, the latest album. We found out it was the 10th when somebody told us. I guess if you um, had a business model, maybe you'd uh, <laughs> think that way, but we just knew that it was time that we wanted to record again because we'd meet up socially and, and play shows and thought, uh, you know, we've got this opportunity where we can all be in New York for a week together. Because well, you've got um, the studio, haven't you? You've got the Daptone there? Well, Russ is working for them over there and he said that, yeah, there's a, a week available. And um, so I was like, Andy called us all up on the bat phone. And when the bat phone goes up, we all react, you know, um, stop being superheroes and <laughs> get back to being a rock and roll band. Yeah, actually was saying a moment ago that it felt like, um, you know, the vibe of the 90s as well. I guess after the success of the Hi-Fi Daily Tour, the double tour that you did, do you feel a bit re-energised as well? Um, we've always kind of been the same band, I think, varying levels of enthusiasm, but that's based on a personalised, I think, really, and relationships. Um, the vibe of the... <laughs> I, don't, I don't like using that word, but I understand what you mean. Mm. I don't remember us being this full of energy then, and Bon and me, I think we were forced in a position to think about, you know, where our trajectory was. How much has the internal relationship with the band changed now that you've pretty much got 100% control of everything you do? Significant difference. I mean, Andy's got a complete perspective on that because he's he manages us, but um, you can't sort of plan really everything. For the past 25 years, one night we'll play in front of three people and the next night we'll play in front of 3,000. Yeah. Kind of keeps you on your toes a little. Gazzo with the Goss, and apparently a Queens of the Stone Age and Kanye West mashup, yeah? Yeah, I know. A lot of interest in this one, Phil, and rightly so as well. Uh, there's a new album called Kanye of the Stone Age. It's yeah. by French musician Thomas Boivon. I'm liking the uh, pronunciation there. That's great. That taste okay. course went well. <laughs> French to five myself. It's about 12 months since uh, the Weezer Yeezy mashup uh, album Yeezer. They did Weezer, obviously, and Kanye. But uh, look, this isn't bad. Have you got it there? Can we have a listen? Yeah. Combining Kanye West's black skinhead with Queens of the Stone Age's Do It Again. Who knew? I'm surprised that Kanye doesn't come on in the middle of every Queens of the Stone Age bit and go, just want to say, uh, I think your pit was really good, but my bit was better, and I'm, I think the video for this is the best thing ever. I'm going to let you finish, uh, Phil. <laughs> but uh, I've got the better radio show. Coming up very soon. In fact, it may happen next week. If you're a Triple M music juror, check your inbox because the voting form for the 2015 Rockies Awards are going to go out. And we need your help, the discerning Triple M music juror, to come up with the best... Well, several categories, in fact, for 2015. Best band, best album. We've got some amazing guest presenters this year, including Dave Grohl, Slash, Billy Idol, Alice Cooper, and more. So look out for that. If you're not a music jury, go to triplem.com.au. And, of course, our 
co-host and envelope envelope opener this week. She's never quite sure what I want to call it. Uh, will be Sarah McLeod from the Super Jesus. She'll be joining us again. Let's look back at this time last year. Hi there, this is Dan Sultan. Thanks to all the Triple M music jurors for voting in the very first Triple M Rockies, the award show that showcases the best we've heard and enjoyed on the radio this year. This category recognises who you voted for as the best frontman or woman in rock. Here are the nominees. Best frontman. <laughs> Brian Johnson of ACDC. Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park. Dave Grohl of the Foo Fighters. Billy Joe Armstrong of Green Day. Frontman. And the winner is... Thank you, Dan Sultan. Sarah McLeod, you have a winner for us? Yes, and this is a particularly prestigious nomination here, so... Uh, Why is that? Well, because look at the nominees. Like, oh, obviously, right, okay. It's I... like rad frontman after red frontman. <laughs> and the winner is... Oh, good old Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. Yeah, you can't really complain with that. Has Dave Grohl ever played on his Super Jesus albums? Because he's played on everything else. No, not yet. We were talking about getting him to produce one of our albums once. Yeah, and what happened? Well, he's never been. <laughs> yeah, well, he had... But, you know, there was five minutes of, oh, that could be exciting. <laughs> that would be exciting. Which and then somebody said, that. how much would it cost, Exactly. Right? <laughs> Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, the Sonic Highways album is out. Notice in last year's Best Frontman or Woman, there were too many women in there. So, what happened to Chester Bennington? If you're not a Triple M music jury, go to triplem.com.au and make sure you're part of that because we'll start the voting next week. And Michelle, the president of the Rubber Room Fan Club, you're going to have to start tweeting as well to find out who we're going to have. Will do. <laughs> who do you see as the best front man or woman in rock in 2015? Well, the best one I saw this year was Patrick Stump from Fallout Boy. He, I saw him twice this year at Soundwave. He and he blew the roof off the Roundhouse that week. He's as good live as he's on the, the album. He's incredible. And Fallout Boy are one of the presenters in this year's Rockies as well. Really? That's fantastic. <laughs> what a tasty year of rock we've had, though. Would Dave Grohl take it out again? What about Joe Elliott from Def Leppard? They're out here. What about all those? What about, oh, I don't know. What about Ozzy Osbourne? What do you think? One triple three five three. Best front man or woman in rock this year. Got some people on the fire. I was a bit concerned there for a bit. I said, you know, 2015 Rockies coming up. Best front man, front woman. We need your votes. Nobody rings. And then all of a sudden we've got an avalanche. Darren, how are you, man? Bill, how you going, mate? Good, buddy. What do you reckon? Well, it's got to be Sebastian Bach, Skid Row. He was our first guest. He came out here. Skid Row That's said the they don't crew, want him yeah. back, but he can sing, can't he? He sure can. He owns the stage. How are you, Lee? Who do you think, mate? I think it's Laura Jane Gross from Against Me. Good call. Hey, Dan, what do you think? Dave Joel, for sure. Yeah, Dave's going to take out something, I'm sure, in the 2015 Rockies. Are you a music juror? Ah. Make sure you look out for the voting form. It'll be in the inbox next week. Hello, Jack. What do you reckon? I reckon I'm um, Brian Johnston by far. Yeah. Because not only like did everyone grow up with him for one, yep. it's like I'm only 21, and yet he's still iconic for everyone. Like that, Jack. Thank you, mate. Aaron, who do you think? Oh, it's Dave Grohl, isn't it? Yeah, another Dave Grohl there. Alyssa? Bon Scott. Bon Scott. Well, why not? It's an enduring legacy for sure. 
Dave, how about you? Oh, I'm going to say Zach Wilde from Saturday Night's performance at uh, Black Label Society. Was he good? School one. Yeah, he was good. The sound was terrible because the uh, Uni of New South Wales Roundhouse is always like that. But yeah. He was good. He needs a bit of Dave Mustaine action on the sound technician guy, perhaps. Yeah, I reckon so. Hey, Tom, what do you reckon? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, definitely. Yeah, Ozzy. Going to be great next year as well. Looking forward to seeing him. Chubbs, how are you? Best one. G'day, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah, well, I'd have to say Jimmy Barnes, mate, because seriously, Cold Chisel has taken them a long time, but they're finally made in Australia. That's exactly right. And what a vocal range as well. Appreciate that, man. And Kay, what do you reckon? I reckon Phoebe Pinnock of Heaven the Axe. Great one from left field. Melbourne. Yeah, and from Melbourne. Appreciate that, yep. Kay. Thank you. So there you go. There's a few people gone through. I don't know what it's like. Sometimes a guy on the radio says, call up now and tell us. And you think, oh, I won't ring. He's got loads of people. And then nobody rings. And all of a sudden, we're here, Sammy X and I go, and is anybody out there? But we know you are. So thank you very much. So the 2015 Rockies for Triple M Music Jurors. The voting form goes out next week. Vote for it. We do it on New Year's Eve. And there's a fantastic prize for one lucky voter as well. Details in your inbox next week. Gazza with more goss, including another Christmas Killers song, yeah? They pretty much do, and I tell you what, in the past I've, I've enjoyed some of the Killers Christmas classics. Yeah, of course, who couldn't? This will be the 10th in a decade-long series entitled Dirt Sledding with the Killers. Didn't you do some dirt sledding recently in a car? Oh, I slept in some dirt. Okay, and it yeah. features a spoken word performance by the Jaws and Close Encounters actor Richard Dreyfus. <laughs> Does it go... Oh, looks like we need a bigger studio. Something like that, yeah. Bit of a Jaws reference there. I can tell it was wasted on you. Should we have a listen to it? Let's have a listen to it. And I must say, all proceeds from this single will go to Red, which is a global AIDS charity. So you're not only doing yourself a favour, but you're helping people as well. So that's dirt sledding, not to be confused with car park dogging, which is something Gazzo did. That's the no, new I killers. No, I did dirt sleeping. That's right. I always get confused. It's a mistake to make. Not a genius competition. How are you, Anthony? I'm good. How are you going? Good. Which album are you playing for? Chris Cornell. I'm going to give you the Rage Against the Machine song, Killing in the Name. Do you know it? Yes. How well? Uh, fairly well. Okay. How many times do they say, well, you do what they torture before they get to the actual chorus? Do they say it eight times, 12 times, or 24 times? I'm going to go with eight. Eight, you reckon? All right, here we go. Now you do what they told you. There's one. Now you do what they told you. Two. Now you do what they told you. Three. Now you do what they told you. Four. Now you do what they told you. Five. Now you do what they told you. That's six. Seven. Eight, that's what you said. Oh, hello, nine. Oh, Jesus, ten. Oh, bloody hell, eleven. Adrian, how are you? I am alive, amazingly. What are you playing for? Boy and Bear, because I sound so Hendrixy. How can you say no to that? That's a good point. I've never heard the Boy and Bear Hendrix comparison, but I'm happy to go with it. With the song Song 2 by Blur, do you know it? I used to play a song on bass in cover bands. Brilliant. Well, then you would know how many woo-hoos before they get to the first chorus. Is it three, four, or five? I'm going to go four. Four? All right. Yeah. Well, there's one. Good luck. Let's do. They got three. Gonna get the next one. I think you're gonna get it. 
Now we need to hear the chorus. You got the Boy and Bear album. I am a god, so are you. Thank you so much. Pedro, the Mexican cleaner, do the introductions. Yes, yes, he's some fine-looking fellows. UMI in the rubber rooms. Come on, get into the UMI before the revival comes around, man. Come on. Gotta say that you haven't lost any of the energy, especially with the last two performances, and, you know, congratulations for that. It seems to be that you can still do a performance and give a really energetic performance and play with your gut and not let that spill over into being sort of appreciating and wanting to thank people for actually showing up. But this tour has been plenty of that, whether it's been some of the smaller shows or, or some of the bigger ones, we make a very big point of, you know, it's um, it's, it's not, hey, you're great, you're the best audience, and, and some, you know, for people to still show up after this time. You know, people love you, the passion for this band is as enduring as it's ever been and i was going to say the best thing i guess maybe for you as well is that you know with the benefit of hindsight you've got the experience behind you you're now in charge of your own destiny and the good thing about that is that you don't have to put up with somebody going well why don't you do it this way believe me they tell you what they yeah, want. yeah. <laughs> don't ever go on forums man they people only ever hate you yeah it's a certain percentage of appeasement and then the rest of it is like let's just go for this and, I'm, and then that you know that they love it which is it's great that there's a response mm. but there's a temptation to get a clarification of, a, of an evening's performance or a record. Like, but I would uh, invite anyone with a uh, fragile and tender ripped ego not to go searching for it. Yeah, <laughs> really? If, I know. If, <laughs> it's if, horrible, man. If in your mind you did well and you did a good job and you enjoyed yourself, leave it at that. Go read a book or go frolic in the park, but yeah. um, do not spend your time searching for yourself. Now, there's always someone there to bring you down. Hey, great to see you. I thought that was fantastic and I really enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to seeing the stuff on the new year on the tour as well. Thanks Thank again. Love Pearl Jam. Got to be one of my favourite top three bands. And I know you kind of hear Pearl Jam and sometimes you think, ah, oh, Pearl Jam again. But when you hear tracks like that, Animal on the Rubber Room on Triple M, it makes you realise just the other stuff, the album tracks are just fantastic. I had the chance to interview Eddie Vedder in the UK and it was just brilliant. But it was kind of like it was great, but it was also really intimidating because he looks at you and he doesn't blink. And he's got that big voice and he stares and he's a super serious guy. And, it's, and it really is kind of intimidating. You know, I walked out of the interview afterwards and I almost had a bit of anxiety. I was like, wow, that was intense, but it was worth it. And I asked him about cause something that I can't stand are these singing shows which launch people's careers because I think it's, uh, they don't do the groundwork, it's just money for Simon Cowell. And I asked Eddie Vedder what he thought about those. It just seems like it's kind of coming at it from the, the wrong way, you know, especially when they do kind of aggressive music or mm. kind of harder music. It seems like they're just doing it from the outside. Yeah. You know, manufacture a certain kind of passion or, or, or aggressiveness that your devotion to music and, and expressing yourself, it, this stuff comes from the inside. Any better, we'll have to feature them in Rock Legends. You know what, I've got to tell you, when I'm here at work, I put on my corporate face and I have my corporate outfit on and I, I bow down from the man. The man tells me what to do and I go, yes, sir, can I have some more? But deep inside, I'm just secretly a punk. That's why I'm really excited that we've got the Misfits on the phone. Mr. Inappropriate ain't here, but Pedro, the Mexican cleaner, do the honours, man. You like them punk tunes? <laughs> it's the filthy Misfits on the rubber room. Okay, for those of you who don't know, we're working on an oldie 50s cover album. This is actually our first debut with some of that stuff. This one's called This Magic Moment. What you think? Hello? Jerry. Yes. Hey, I'm really excited you get here soon. I'm excited about, about a whole bunch of stuff. I'm excited because I'm talking to you, to be honest. 
thanks. We're working hard for you, just so you know. And you're doing the Static Age album as well. Are you going to be doing that from beginning to end, that kind of performance? Yeah, we actually do the other songs in between, too. For example, after Teenagers from Mars on the 45, before Static Age was released, uh, we uh, did uh, Children in Heat. So we, we actually throw an extra song in there. And then we do the outtake songs as well. We do it all just to back up in time and relearn everything from square one. So we're getting ready to make a new album. So oh, great. we'll know every song by the time the new album's done. I think that's what we're trying to uh, get together. So when we go out on the road uh, with our new record, you know, we could be like about 150 songs that we'll actually know. You could do a Husker Do and maybe do like 150 songs in maybe 30 minutes, create a new <laughs> land speed record. <laughs> we do 40 songs in 90, you know. Yeah. So, uh, I'll tell you what I like about the band. You were doing the US version of the punk thing, but, you know, there were bands like Television and Talking Heads, uh, but you weren't going in that direction. You were sort of more in the Ramones direction, which led on to your Black Flags. Well, that, well thank you. Those bands today, I mean, you know, it's a lot, a lot of it's a relative. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, yeah, it's, it's fun to listen to, but it's a changing thing. Uh, we made that call very quickly in our career. I mean, we tried to be an artsy fartsy band, you know, in April, uh, you know, when we first started at CBGB's. And by the middle of the summer, we realized we didn't want to do that, you know, and uh, we were able to immediately, you know, develop our own image around it. Uh, you know, that was the summer that we, uh, you know, started to come up with it with the double lock and the look and the whole, the whole imagery of the band. Uh, we weren't expecting success or caring whether we succeeded or not. I mean, our main goal was to do our music as hard and as to the point as we could. Even through to now, bands like the Bronx as well, you know, you can see where the lineage goes. If we create something, then we need to recreate something else. You know, I'm not just going to live off of yesterday's uh, victories or, or delayed a respect for what we did or whatever. Absolutely, so. man. I'll see you when you get to town. Great to have a chat. Thank you so much. Same here. Anytime. Bye now. You may find this a bit disturbing. He held me. Go! Triple M, the Rubber Room.